In March 21st in 1949, uh, a young man was born, I guess not a young man, a baby was born into a family of New York cops. And uh, that baby's name was Eddie Mahoney. He, uh, he began his, his bright career as a street singer on the age of 11. He uh, once forged a report card and got himself kicked out of high school for it. And he eventually uh, joined the police as a trainee until a year later, I believe. He actually quit because, quote, I couldn't see myself in a police uniform for 20 years of my life with short hair. They wanted him to cut his hair, and he said, fuck that shit. Now, of course, this disappointed his his father and his grandfather, who were both uh, New York police officers, especially when he told them he was going to become a singer. And so he moved to Berkeley on the, in California, on the other side of the nation, and uh, began getting vocal training while he sold bell-bottoms to support himself. Now, you might not recognize this man by his birth name, Eddie Mahoney, but I'm sure the name Eddie Money rings a bell. Apparently a sarcastic last name he gave himself regarding the fact that he was broke as fuck. So he hit the charts in the, uh, with a couple of hits off his first album. They are... Uh, Two Tickets to Paradise, and some other one that has a very generic love title. Is it Baby Hold On? That's the one, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. That is it, baby. But his greatest hit came in uh, 1984. No, just kidding, 1986. When he was uh, recovering from from uh, excessive use of drugs and alcohol, be a sort of theme throughout his life. That wouldn't be the first time that he quit, but uh, later in 2001 he would quit again. Unfortunately, in uh, August 24th of 2019, he announced that he had esophageal cancer, which uh, complications from that later led to his death on September 13th, 2019, at age 70. We're talking about Eddie Money today on Cover Me. That's right. The only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions and compares them against each other to find out uh, who's going to take me home tonight. I hope so, Alex. Probably not. Your car's busted up. <laughs> oh, that's true. You might Is bust that one up, too. And then, what, do you get a rental for the rental? But I got a rental. <laughs> so that was, that was really my attempt that, at a tasteful intro into talking about... Uh, a recently Quite deceased frankly. musician with some hit music. Edward Edward Joseph Mahoney. His middle name is Joseph. That's 70 years ago. 1949. He, that's... Never Alex. Mind. Is that a significant year? That's 70 years ago. Hey, yeah. He, he could have had a summer of 69 where he, he was, was both in a band and giving yeah. and receiving head. Also, he was kicked out of his band for having short hair when he was in the police academy. Yeah. And by having short hair, I mean just being a cop. For being a cop? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's kind of weird. Like, not really, but like... I guess I understand not liking cops. Hmm. Alright, I'm not gonna get into that. No, yeah, fuck cops. That's- so, <laughs> Eddie Money is pretty wild. He had an interview in, I think it was the LA Times in 1986, where he said of sobriety, quote, It's boring. I feel like Peter Pan. Like a child forever? Yeah, maybe. So, I like, think- his definition of adulthood is just getting 
getting, I don't know, out of your mind all the time? I think maybe just because Peter Pan's so squeaky clean, despite being this, like, this dashing rogue character as well. There's no grit to it, you know? There is green. There's green, but no grit. He's And you know what else is green, Alex? Money. I see where you're going. Uh, Eddie hey. Money. Eddie Money. Is green. Is, yeah, he yeah. was uh, born into a family of Brooklyn Grinches. <laughs> <laughs> he was arrested for trying to steal Easter. <laughs> yeah, I guess but he got to diversify as a Grinch. Yeah. Yeah, Eddie Money did a lot of drugs. He apparently overdosed on fentanyl in like the 80s. Way back. Way back before overdosing on fentanyl was cool. Was that when he like damaged his sciatic nerve and now limps all the time or that is correct for a long time a permanent limp i got that one from the from the old wiki yeah yeah and then that's where i got it from them reading this new yorker article that came out after his death and it was like yeah he wants od'd on fentanyl and i'm like wow he's hilarious though you got to read these interviews he says of that everything was bad about the overdose but the only good thing about it is when i made the album cover I was down to 165 pounds, and they put a Versace suit on me, he said, laughing. I looked like a million bucks. <laughs> I guess like that's great. classic Brooklyn guy. Uh, that's Can't Hold Back? Yeah, that would be the one. Or whichever one came out after 1980. That's the one with Take Me Home Tonight on it. Oh, this is in 1980? Yeah, because in 1980, he had the overdose, and it would be probably no the most immediate control. album after that. Okay, I see him in a suit on No Control. Can, can you confirm, is it a Versace suit? I can confirm that he looks like a million bucks, but if you look at the one before that, he's kind of got like a like a Kurt Cobain look. Playing for yeah. keeps. Playing for keeps. But anyway. Yeah, so my understanding song... is No Control didn't do very well. Uh, no, or was it Where's the Party? I don't know. He was having I some troubles. Supposedly, yeah. he was like on his way. Like he was kind of semi-retired, mm-hmm. and then he did this song, and then he did this song for a couple more decades. Yeah. So what I read is like he hadn't had a t- a top twenty hit in several years, which by today's standards is just like most musicians. Yeah, you would think that doesn't sound like a massive problem, but yeah, you know. I was I was listening to the radio the other day because it wakes mm-hmm. me up in the morning, and uh, they had like a one hit wonder day. I think it was like whatever na- one hit wonder day, national mm-hmm. maybe international. Who knows? And they played a compilation of I guess one hit wonders, and they played "Walking on the Sun" by Smash Mouth, which makes doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, because surely All Star was a hit, All-Star. right? Yeah, <laughs> right. So that would make them a two. It's hit It's a wonder. meme song. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know. when you said walking on the sun, I thought you meant the uh, no, it's walking on the moon. The police, yes, which, as we all know, Eddie Money was almost a member of. Was he actually? No, that was just the regular police. Ah, uh, yes, good one, Alex. <laughs> hey, <laughs> sometimes I'm too stupid. <laughs> well, I was gonna make that joke before, but I was like, no, it's dumb. Why would I do that? <laughs> So yeah, Take Me Home Tonight, not actually written by Eddie Money, but it is his biggest hit. It hit number four on the uh, Billboard Hot 100 and number one on the album Rock Charts in the top 15 in Canada. That's where we live. That is where we live. It was Grammy-nominated, Alex, for the best male rock vocal performance. Just male? 
did did Ronnie get a? Um, get I don't think nom? Ronnie got a, a nom for a nom singing nod? one line from a song she had already made like twenty years ago. Yeah. So there's a yeah there's a line in the song. Uh, be my little baby. Well, he says just like Ronnie said. Just and then like she Ronnie sings, sang. Be my little baby. <laughs> just like Ronnie sang. Be my little baby. So that's her line. And that's her line from an older song, Be My Baby, by yeah. the Ronettes. Yeah, the Ronettes. Or is, it, is, is that directly... Are they called the Ronettes because she's Ronnie? Yeah, I think she kind of like grew to be the leader of the group and then they changed their name to the Ronettes or something. It checks out. Or maybe Ronettes. they were always the Runettes. They've got the some fun live traction. Some fun stories. She she was married to Phil Spector for a number of years. That's why she's Ronnie Spector. That's right. Um, and he was. I, has he come up on the show before? I've definitely looked him up for the show before, mm. but I don't know if he ever. Um, we've ever mentioned him. Yeah, not uh, so much directly. We've never talked. I think about something he's made. Yeah, he was a producer for a long time. He did. He had this like wall of sound thing. Like that was his mm. produce production style, where he would various recording techniques and and mixing techniques that would just make the music sound a particular way that he was known for. Right. Um, he also he was the guy that called in to mix um, "Let It Be," the "Let right. It Be" album after the Beatles broke up, mm-hmm. and of course. Many years later, Let It Be Naked was produced, which is supposed to sound more like the Beatles mixed it instead of, you know, Phil Spector. But, like, sounds like he was kind of a nut, because, I don't know, I was just just going through the Wikipedia page. This line, uh, he married Ronnie, and then, like, she took his name, Mm -hmm. as you do sometimes. And then, yeah. like, they had an adopted son. And then it says two years later, he surprised her with twins for Christmas. Like, what? Just show up with twins. I don't know. So, were the twins twin children that he had brought in for them to raise? Or were yeah. they yeah. just. <laughs> Lewis and Gary. Lewis and Gary. And he's just so, like, we're going to raise these kids. Yeah. And then she was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. He's just like, bringing her? home kids. And he had, like,. He like, per- like forbade her from doing stuff and like performing, and he had a what is this, a coffin in the basement with a glass top. And he said, "If you leave me, I will kill you and display you here so I can keep my eye on you when you're dead." So that's Jesus fucked. Jesus Christ! Yeah, he was very abusive, from my understanding, and basically encouraged her to get out of the business because at the time of this recording she was retired yeah she was retired and then supposedly eddie money said hey let's just get ronnie to sing this line because they yeah you know, they originally the, it was had in the song for it and then they were like no that's impossible like and mm-hmm. i don't blame them for thinking it was impossible uh after all that but yeah he did he did contact her and uh and got her in the song which is yeah, interesting. It was, it was great because he called her and he was like, basically the conversation is like, hey, what are you doing right now? And she's like, the dishes. He's like, <laughs> all right. Cool. <laughs> be on this song. And then oh, th- he said something like, I got this song. It's a tribute to you, which is weird because it really just references her. And I think it's more so a tribute to Eddie Money's dick. But she's on the <laughs> song either way. 
I guess we'll get into that in a second here. I guess that's why Phil Spector has rating credit on this I'm now seeing, is because of that one line. I guess so, yeah. From the original song. that It's considered, I guess, a sample mm-hmm. by some. So yeah, this is written by Mike Leeson, Peter Vale, Ellie Greenwich, Jeff Berry, and Phil Spector. It's produced by Eddie Money, Richie Zito, who was a new producer that they hired on after the failure of the last album. And Richie kind of was like, here's this song, Eddie. And Eddie was like, I fucking hate it, but I do like Ronnie Spector. Didn't and like it? Okay. Yeah, he's, he didn't like it. But he said he liked the catch line. Mm-hmm. Which I imagine I would call the catch line the just like Ronnie said. I guess Be so. my little baby. Or is this the take me home tonight line? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, both good lines, if you yeah. ask me. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. And he says, I, he had a good quote about it here. Let me see if I can find it. Um, no, yeah, he says, I didn't like the song, but it helped Ronnie out and it helped me get some of my other material on the album across, so now I'm happy I did it. Which is great. Yeah, it's just great. At least it turned out positive. And no one, like, got screwed. Mm-hmm, yeah, and, and uh, Eddie Money says Be My Baby was possibly one of his all-time favorite songs. So it's funny that it just kind of came naturally to him like they presented this song that had a thing he was a fan of in it right and he's like perfect it's okay but i definitely yeah, like that one thing he's like yeah i like this one thing so i guess i'll do it he yeah he says also let's face it i'm a performer and an entertainer not just a songwriter so i gotta get out and do these things yeah i guess which is a very working man perspective of being what he was it, it is but i guess that was kind of you're talking sorry about eddie money yes yeah, and that's kind of his thing, or one of his things. Yeah, he was considered like things. working, like a working class type rock star. Yeah, it's just you never. I, it's like a lot of people, particularly today, they're like music my calling, and I gotta do this, and I gotta be authentic, and yeah. Anybody's like, well, fuck it. Sometimes I just gotta go out there and sing a goddamn song. So <laughs> I did the fucking song. So there you go, man. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, with that, should we jump into the lyrics, Alex? You should if I can find them. Yeah. I found them. That was Did fast. You find them, Alex? It's a good that thing was... I'm organized. Holy shit! What are you using? High speed internet? Uh, I'm using a high speed brain, my man. It's <laughs> all right here. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it says the first line is "Oh yeah." Is that correct? I believe the first line is "Whoa." Da, 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 da. Oh, it is. Yeah. That's... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that checks out. Yep. What do you think that means, though, Alex? Um, th- well, as I mentioned, this song is mostly about Eddie Money's dick. It's a very horny song. It's quite it lusty. It's very a very lusty song, which gets a little weird in some of his later performances of it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it also uh, gets well, weird in some of the cover versions, Glee. But we'll get to Glee. that. <laughs> yeah. So. So the beginning, the verse. We should jump mm-hmm. to the verse. You know, you know. I don't know if I can get anything from that, that woes and yes. Yeah, I think maybe it's just to set up the tone. Yeah, it's like whoa, yeah, you know. <laughs> so, so okay. So he says, "I feel a hunger. It's a hunger yeah. that tries to keep a man awake at night." Um. So he's talking about his like libido, I guess. Like this. Yeah. So here's my question, Alex. When do we switch? Because there's songs like this. There's song like "Hungry Like the Wolf." Yeah. Where hunger is uh yeah, sexual desire. But in today's society, when you're horny as shit, you're thirsty. 
uh, where we changed went from hunger to thirst. Well, they're related, mm-hmm. certainly. Um, it's hunger just sounds old fashioned, you know. So obviously, but um, I don't know when it switched. We'll have to do Dang. a timeline. Like when when did we go from hungry like the wolf to example of a song with thirst in it? I don't have one. All right. Yeah, neither do I, Alex. Um, Thirsty like the wolf doesn't sound great, nor does saying I feel a thirst. It's a thirst. It's a thirst. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a fucking ad for, like, Sprite. Well, a thirst that keeps a man awake at night. So he's feeling, he's definitely like, this is specifically a man thing. Because he's a man. Yeah, I love that horniness is gendered because it's the 80s. It's gendered horniness that prevents you from sleeping. Yeah, which is actually not so unrealistic. Yeah. So, do you think he's uh, on the prowl for pussy? (laughs) Should I say the prowl for pussy? He can't (laughs) sleep. (laughs) Yeah, thirsty like the pussy. Uh, That's so. Anyway, so because he is, it's the kind of hunger that forces you out of your home, right? Yeah, keeps you awake at night, and he's like, Mm -hmm. "Will you solve my problem?" I shouldn't wonder, because... Okay, this next line. He says, mm-hmm. I can feel you wet my appetite. Yeah. But for the longest time, which is to say, mm-hmm. like, three days this week, maybe four. Yeah. Um, I thought he said, I can feel you... Hang on. It made more sense. I can fill you with my appetite. Mm. Which I thought, is, I thought was a better line, because I was like, okay, so obviously his appetite is his like libido as personified yeah. by his dick so mm-hmm. it's like you feel uh, they no you feel obviously that's a penetration reference yeah because like phil right with my appetite but normally the appetite is the thing that is filled so it's like look at that there's like uh, this irony and this this imagery but it's much less interesting than i thought it was yeah alex i'm just having a moment of uh of whoopsie here did we introduce ourselves um who am i <laughs> I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy. <laughs> I am your co-host, Alex Mildenberger, and I've never said it that way before. Yeah, that usually was weird. you introduce me. So joined as always by my money bags co-host, Alex Mildenberger. I might have to buy a new car. Get a used car, man. Don't buy new. What are you crazy? I mean, new for me. In this economy? Huh? In economy? <laughs> In an economy? <laughs> What? What do we so, live in a society here? <laughs> so that's who we are. Can we move that back? Is that what the plan? Yeah, I, yeah maybe. I think I'll just fucking transplant chop. that. All right. Um, so yes. So yeah, you just finished telling me about the sexual desire yeah. aspect. So, but I and I, I prefer I like the line the other way. I really think it makes it a little bit more meaningful, but still all about his dick. Mm. So when you say the other way, you mean your misinterpretation? I can fill you with my appetite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, think, I, like I like it. I like that. But I do like this uh, this idea in Are You the Answer? I shouldn't wonder when I can feel you wet my appetite. So like the conscious mind is always asking questions. It's like, is this gonna do it? But instinctually, right. deep down, he, he, knows he knows that already because he can feel his appetite, his his boner, being like, yes, his boner's wet. Yeah, his bone was wet. <laughs> wet. So, you know, that's how it's going. And then we get, this next line is, like, I get the idea, but it is very concerning. It is, it is somewhat concerning. 
with all the power you're releasing, it isn't safe to walk the city streets alone. A great line for a shonen anime, not so great for a love song. <laughs> power level? Yeah, it's uh it's like equating like looking good to being powerful. Is that that's the power? That I think the power is, is beyond like, looking good. There oh, is a there is a, a sexual energy. Sexual energy. It's being like uh, yeah, you haven't seen the the third season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. No, I haven't. But eventually, one of the one of the kind of lines is that people. I think it's not even until the fourth season is, but people of this this certain power naturally are drawn to each other. So that's why they all keep like colliding in the same place, right? And, so, and like fighting each other for decades. Yeah, and so here in the Eddie Moneyverse, it's people who are hot and horny. All their power they draws each other together. Each other. Exactly. But also, you might get raped. Yeah, so and again, he has this hunger. There's a predator image, right? So, like, it's not safe to be alone. So, come with me. Yeah, is he uh like like in Dancing in the Dark? Is he a gun for hire? Is that his dick? It has in Dancing with the Dark. Oh damn. Maybe this gun's for hire. I think yeah, maybe. But yeah, that's definitely part of it. But it's also the like. Yeah, no, you're right, it is his dick. It's just straight up his dick. This gun's for hire, even if we're just dancing in the dark. Yeah, so anyway. God, what a good song. This song's good, too. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we won't talk about the other song now, but I think it might have something to do with selling out as well. So, mm. um, but that's Anticipation's for another Anticipation's running through me. Let's find the keys and turn this engine on. Engine on. Which, like... That also, I think, is some good imagery, because, like, talking about running through me, that, to me, brings up the idea of, like, blood. So, like, he's talking about basically saying, like, his heart's beating faster, mm -hmm. which he says again, but, like, that's part of it. Like, you feel anticipation and, like, your blood, your, your heart rate, maybe not so much your blood pressure, but maybe your heart rate goes up. And yeah. Then, so, this, yeah, there's a lot of libidinous imagery. Is libidinous a real word? I choose to believe it is. I think it is. Oh, yeah. Fucking A. So, yeah. let's. And then I, I like that we at least get a cooperative view on sex here. He says, let's find the keys and turn this engine on, as in let us. Right. Right. It's a, it's a let's figure out how to make this work. Should be easy. Yeah. Because already... I can feel you breathe. I can feel your heart beat faster. 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 And then we get to the, the big chorus, Take Me Home Tonight. Also, the fact that he can feel her breathe means they are close together, right? There seems to be implied consensual yes. nature here, or either that or he is stalking her through the night like a predator. Which it doesn't... Yeah, I that mean, be, there's there's yeah. some, like, vaguely predatory, but it's more like talking about the hunger, I guess, but... Uh, I'm not really getting that so much. Yeah, I, yeah. He says, so take me home tonight. I don't want to let you go till you see the light. I think that's two meanings, right? See the light is in, I don't want to let you go until it's daytime after we fucked. Right. And then, but also, the, you know, le petite mort, death. Yes. The little death, orgasms. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, what is it? Streetcar Named Desire? The Flashing Lights? Did you read Streetcar yeah. Named Desire? Yeah. I've never okay. read a Streetcar Named okay. Desire. Did you, uh, I read it, read it in high school, 
and I didn't pick up on it, but I think we talked about it in class anyway. The idea that like they talk about like the flashing lights or something to mean mm. like orgasm. So it's not totally unheard of. No. There's a precedent. It's definitely a, a precedent for it. Take me home tonight. Listen, honey. Just like Ronnie's saying. Be my little baby. So yeah, that's like the Ronnie Spectre line. Which yeah. uh cool, I guess. It's a little weird to just throw that in. It's just like, hey, let's do this reference. Yeah, it's a Can you imagine you're you're you like trying to get a woman to engage in sex with you and you're like, Listen, honey. <laughs> just like Ronnie's saying, you be know, my little baby. You don't you know the Ronettes? Come on. <laughs> Let me pick you up and burp you. <laughs> Baby. 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 And it's it's never, Baby. like, mostly when people quote songs, they don't say, just like so-and-so saying, they'll be like, like Bob Dylan said. Yeah. Like a Rolling like, Stone. You know, just like Bob said. Yeah. Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bob. You know, Robert. Because for the longest time, I thought Ronnie was a dude. I actually thought he said money. Like, just like, listen to me. Just like money said, wait, money? Why are you talking about yourself? God, so that was wild. weird. That would be fucked. But, like, I assumed Ronnie was some, like, 1950s, like, big bopper motherfucker. And he was just like, you know, just like Ronnie saying. Be my baby. Be my baby. So apparently the OOOs sang by Ronnie are sort of like a signature move of hers. That's her thing? Yeah. So she learned to do that um, when she was performing a yodeling song for her family at the age of three. That's... More backstory than I expected to have for OOOs. I know, and so here's the here's bonus backstory on that. Ronnie says of this, she says, As a matter of fact, when I did Take Me Home Tonight, I did the Ho-Os without any music, anything. And then they added that to the track. Oh, cool. It fits. Yeah. She does a good fucking job. Way to go, Ronnie. Yeah. Um... So yeah, the the idea here is, I guess the chorus is really him just being like, "Here's what I would like to do. I would like for you to take me to your house, probably because mine is filthy. I don't know. I don't know why you can't take her to his place. Because it's less catchy. That's true. Let Jump me take over to my well, place. Because if you say, "Let me take you home tonight," now you're doing a Boston song. <laughs> yeah, actually, searching this came up with a few songs like that. So yeah. I don't remember what they all were. Let me take you home tonight. Mama, no, it's alright. Why is it women are either your mother or an infant? What's that, Daddy? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I don't get it. I'm not. I've never really been one for cute nicknames, though. So. No, I'm. I'm one for awful nicknames. Like, like butthead. Way better. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, butthead. Hey, butthead. <laughs> what are you looking at, butthead? <laughs> that's what I say. So that's what I, all right. Yeah, that's no, way better. That's way better. See, so yeah, the chorus is the plea. We get to verse two. I get frightened in all this darkness. I get nightmares. I hate to sleep alone. I need some company, a guardian angel, to keep me warm when the cold winds blow. He's... Yeah, this is kind of, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I feel like there's this, 
I don't want to call it a trend because I feel like this isn't the only song that does it though. Where they talk about like I'm like I I'm scared to sleep alone kind of thing. Like where does that come from? Um, I mean, I th- like, yeah. I think I, I mean, maybe this is just I'm just connecting two points we've recently talked about. But with mm-hmm. this weird idea of infantilization right. of your sexual partner, oh. when you were when I was younger, or I would have a couple of nights where I was scared to sleep alone, right? Yeah, I guess because so. I had nightmares. Yeah, but then but like, we, he's he's shifted the context of it here to be he gets he doesn't like because truly he doesn't like to sleep alone one because maybe he does get nightmares and you know he's he's dealing with but probably it's more like dealing with his past and so if he has someone to distract him right by by hitting the bone zone <laughs> that person becomes a literal guardian angel guarding him from these sort of negative thoughts and they keep him warm. Cause he he he's body heat sex. Yeah, exercise. you know where it's cold here. Um, it snowed in Calgary. Anyone who Damn. doesn't know, it is the end of. We're recording this at the end of September. Should yeah. be out sometime in October. It's so probably you guys going to made be it a much tight warmer. Six months without snow. Yeah, it snowed last time it snowed. I believe was in May, right before you left. Yeah. So that's not bad. That's. Not great. Not great. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, so frightened in this darkness. Yeah, like it's the darkness of like the world. Mm-hmm. And then, you think it's the darkness of the world because it's the eighties and he's worried about a nuclear holocaust. Yeah, maybe. I, Although, I feel like it's a personal darkness more than a a worldly one. I guess so. Personal, like in his own, like his own past. You mean? Mm-hmm. Of like. This darkness that I live in because I am so sad. I am yeah, so very, and just like that. That's why sad. I would now hate to sleep alone. Is because I would be thinking I would be too self-reflective, right? Because you get the darkness. That's a loss of senses, and you're isolated, trying to go to sleep. Kind of. You know, there's your all those thoughts. jokes and memes where people are like, and that's why I can't sleep at night because my brain keeps me awake, right. reminding me of shit I've done. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. there could also be that pressure, particularly in the 80s, from the outside world also being like, am I even going to wake up tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, I just, like, it It doesn't really, to me, suggest either way. Mm. It's just, like, the darkness gives him nightmares. It makes him either think about what he's done or what might happen or what right. is happening. Like, I'll tell you this, I if, don't the know. Next, if that ending line was, like, to keep me warm when the nuclear winds blow or something yeah. like that, like I'd be like, oh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like it's a stretch, but could be. Could be. Um, do guardian angels actually is that their duty is to keep you warm like a jacket? No, nah, I'm pretty sure they're just supposed to look after you and make sure you don't like die. Right. Or have bad things happen. Yeah, they're they're they do more more big picture stuff than being like, there's a little fire to keep you warm, pal. But like they'll probably make sure your fire doesn't go out or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Hypothetically. Um, then we get the bridge again, Alex. We sure do. Then we get the chorus again. We sure do. Um, and then, so we get, just like Ronnie saying, I said, just like Ronnie saying, and then she says, be my little baby, baby my darling. Oh, yes. She has another line, and then does her little thing. Which really just thing. expounds upon the original concept of what a baby is. It's a Maybe darling. that's to help the future generations. We're like, well, what? You want to to raise this woman? It's like, no, my darling. You're like, oh, oh I thought it was a baby. Whoa. 
And so then we get the line, I feel a hunger. It's a hunger. Yeah, that's probably uh, one of the less interesting lines. Yeah, I think it's a great singing line. Because you get to put a lot of horniness into it. Yeah. Because it's like when you ask them, you're like, how big is it? And they're like, it's big. You're like, oh, shit. You can tell it's very large. Even though they've said nothing more, they have emphasized that it is of, you know, of size. That's true. It's a hunger. Wink. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Like, like he can't just, like, stop by Taco Bell on the way home and be like, yep, solve that one. It's like, it's a hunger. I can't just stick my dick in a taco. <laughs> Listen, some warm ground beef and some shredded lettuce is not going to solve this. Uh, taco Bell probably doesn't even make a taco big enough, am I right? Hey. Am I right? Eddie Money's dick. Eddie Money's dick. I hear they're going to preserve it like Rasputin's. <laughs> Or that one time I saw a cow tongue at a at a <laughs> museum. Or you know how they like It was in a jar. <laughs> it's in a jar. You know how they like would sometimes the you know, at those traveling shows, some dude would like preserve a cow fetus in a pickle jar and be like, Aliens, yeah, It's an bro, alien. Yeah. Come look. That's that, that, money's dick. dick. <laughs> it's aliens. Uh, it's a worm. Okay, okay, so Grammar Wizard of Genius You don't want to talk fame. about anybody's dick anymore? No, because I, I I'm reading this now, and I think this dude's a fucking idiot. He okay. says, I'm pretty sure this song is about Eddie Money being a werewolf. Nope. 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 Not even a little bit. Um, He says hunger like once. Yeah. This isn't Do werewolves meat- feel this a hunger, isn't though? This isn't meatloaf. Um... According to Meatloaf, is that on a hot you, summer night? Is that about werewolves? I think the very beginning, it's like on a hot summer night. Would you give? No, it's just a wolf. Yeah, it's just a wolf. Just a wolf. Would you give your throat to the wolf with the red roses? The red ro- yeah. Yes. Would he give me his hunger? Yes. Again, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another great song. Not what we're here to talk yes. about. Yes. Um. I think they do, or they like go wild and just eat shit. So probably, yeah. So um, yeah, they just feel like general hunger. They're not like yeah. I don't think uh, werewolves are like an exceptional hunger. Rapists are werewolves known for raping? No, that's more of a vampire move. I think. I'm sure there are monsters that are like. Oh yeah, some monsters are just penises. Yeah, suck you by rapists. In, or are they just extent, coercive sexual partners? I think both, maybe. Okay. They're anyway, demons, I'm not. So I'm not up on my yeah, like demons. There was a like a, a Reddit post where a guy was obsessed with the idea of having sex with a succubus. He was it, like, "How do I make it happen?" And people are like, "Why would you want it?" <laughs> One, why? Two, not. There's no way you can't. It's not you can't. He was like, "It would be so fucking good." They're like, "No." Because they would kill you. <laughs> or maybe just swallow your soul or something. Yeah. I don't or like, it's, They're like, it would not be designed to be pleasurable for you. It's a demon. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, not up on my mythology, but uh, it doesn't sound great. Yeah, so to summarize the lyrics here, it's, yeah. a, it's a powerful lust anthem. Is that, is that summing up? I think it does. That's, yeah, that's it. That's it for me. 
That's it for me. That's, that's, what that's it means, all, folks. That's what it means to me. So yeah, did I mention <laughs> he was beat out for uh, the the Grammy nomination for male rock vocalist by uh, let me see where the fuck is it Richard something. Uh, 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 Rob, no, sorry, Robert Palmer's addicted to love. Well, those are two songs that are still like remembered to this day. That's true, and I, but I want to say that Robert Palmer has, I'm pretty sure, r- raked him in. For the I think ad- he also did. Uh, doesn't he do Cherry Pie? Um, I didn't think so. Maybe um, I thought that here. was a band. A nineteen. Oh, simply irresistible. Robert uh, Palmer. Yeah. He got that two years after in 1989. Yeah, he's got a couple. He's got a couple hits. Anyway. Anyway. Um, talk to me about the instrumentation here, Alex. No, I'm going to talk to you about something else first, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, so, Take Me Home Tonight is also the name of a, a comedy movie starring Topher right. Grace, um, in which, according to the trailer, Chris Pratt proposes to Anna Ferris his character both of which are supposed uh-huh. to be like early 20s uh-huh. um they were married in real life is that where they met i don't know who knows um that is all that's all um also there was a, a food truck in a, in a i think in a sitcom called stake me home tonight <laughs> do you remember which one uh it's uh i'm looking it up now stake me home tonight uh uh mm, i feel like this should be easier to I mean, if you Google stake me home tonight, was it like Brooklyn Nine-Nine or something? Because there was a a food truck subplot in one of the seasons there. There was, and there is actually, if you look at the Only Genius annotation, it is a reference to uh, a a joke about the song in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Stake me out tonight. I don't want to let you go until we catch this guy. (laughs) Maybe this shouldn't be the main annotation for the lyric, but top-notch reference. All right. Top notch reference. According to Space Gandalf, it is. Happy endings, that's the one. Okay. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Yeah, I watched it because it was on Netflix. So I watched the shit out of it, even though I didn't really like it. I liked the. Is that the, the one with that the guy, guy in guy it? On it? It has several guys in it, Alex. No, don't just Google happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> TV happy series. endings near me. Come on, Alex. Um, nope, that's not what I thought it was. Anyway, yeah. Yes. We're back. So that's that's our Okay, so it starts off with uh him going whoa 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 yeah 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 yeah. It sure and does. Get, uh, is this like a what is what's that synth playing in the background, Alex? Do, is do, it just do. It's just it's doing arpeggios at first, right? Yeah. It's just the Yeah, it's just like rising up. And then we get a guitar that mirrors that. And then there's like like he starts doing his like yeah, and then there's like it almost sounds like a vibraphone, but I think it's a synthesizer, but it's got that kind of a sound. Right now, that's the one doing that. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, so there's that going on, and there's some uh, big uh, some big tom punctuation that goes down in the in the verses. Do do do. Like in the transition, you mean? So uh, at like thirty four seconds. Yeah. Okay. It does happen right at the start as well, I think, and yeah. then it comes in throughout a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you watch the music video, they take advantage of those moments to like do some some audio visual effects, like, movement or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that music video. Uh, we will. So 
and yeah, it's got that big like '80s drums thing going on. Yeah. Uh, where they're just like hit the drums, it's just like, and it's like an ex- huge explosion with all these just lasts forever. Um, mm-hmm. and then we get to the bridge, and let me find it because it's like they kind of do the like sustained chords thing where you do the strum like ring, mm, yeah ring, and it's kind yeah, of yeah you're talking on the, the sort of build to the chorus right on yeah the, bridge. the like yeah. bridge section and uh not much else changes there no like it's pretty much that added and then of course you get into the the chorus itself and the chorus is like huge Mm-hmm. like this is like 80s incarnate yeah, it's like just it's is it power, power chords, chords on the guitar there? It's like down, down. So it sounds down, like down, it, man it, yeah, like like just strong, you know. I don't know if the drums actually change, but but the whole thing sounds a little bit. Yeah, punchier. it sounds like they just kind of up the volume on like the synth instruments, like going into it, and there's like like everything's just a little louder. Yeah, and there's another synth too that's going to do playing the eighth notes like. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So that's doing its thing, you know. It's big, and then of course, right at the end is when when Ronnie Spector comes in. Yeah, and sings. And the way it. she sings it, it's it's clear it's not a vocal sample, but it has such a different feel to it from the rest of the vocals. Yeah, because it is like it's not a a full sample, but it is kind of a sample. It's mm-hmm. just that that wasn't, I guess, really a thing you did back then, in yeah. the same way. So they just got her in to sing the part. Well, they, I mean, they were originally going to get somebody else to sing it, so I, I wouldn't really call it a sample. I guess. It's, and it's not. Because yeah. a sample would have to be from a recording, I would think. Mm-hmm. Like taken from a different recording? That's what yeah, I would think. Yeah, that would be sampling it, right? Cause you're, but it's a similar idea. Yeah. It's more like a... Uh like a cover i guess i don't know it's like well i mean or like a, a reference like like a musical yeah, reference, yeah a reference which, like it does the genius page does say samples be my baby by the runettes yeah what the fuck does genius know i think it's about goddamn werewolves alex fair enough it's yeah i wouldn't call it a sample exactly but definitely a similar idea Fucking genius page was annotated by three dipshits. Yeah, this genius page is really anemic. This, yeah, this is one of the worst ones I've seen. <laughs> so, let's see. So, Ronnie, yeah, Ronnie does her, when Ronnie starts singing, that, like, vibraphone sound comes back. Mm-hmm. It dropped out before. Um, I believe it's just plays for the bridge. Is that true? With the uh, vibraphone? No, not the bridge. Oh, it plays during the verse, then comes yeah, back. Yeah, it plays during the later part of the Ronnie's verse. Playing. Yeah. And then the later part of the chorus. Look at that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there is that second verse, which is a lot shorter. It's the same mm-hmm. kind of idea, um, but just half as long, basically. Yeah. Or half or so. Um, and then and we get to basically the next big change-up is the sax that rips in. Yes, there's a saxophone solo. Now, Alex, did you look this up? Does can any money actually play saxophone? I don't think so. Okay, because he pretends to in the music video. He does, and I watched a live performance where he had a saxophone. 
but just like what held on to it well he pretended to play it yeah but i think he was pretending because he starts to sing while the saxophone's still playing so he put the saxophone down but he was like right. hanging on him and he started mm-hmm. singing and that's weird <laughs> and the saxophone was still playing so i think it's a recording also, because I looked in his Wikipedia page, and nowhere does it say a thing about him being a saxophone player. And this, like, yeah, I, just I couldn't put find a thing about the him con- playing the saxophone. Control F, and it's got yeah. nothing. It's like, I don't think he plays the saxophone. I think that that, like, it also, if you, he kind of looks like he's pantomiming playing the saxophone, even in the music video. Like, he's kind of hunched up, you yeah. know? He looks and when like he eventually he plays it, it like a guitar. Yeah, that's definitely not how you play a saxophone. <laughs> that's after its part's done, though, in fairness. <laughs> he just, like, strums at it. Because, cool. like... And then just, like, holds it up for a while. But, like, if you watch the music video... Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. But, like, it doesn't look natural to me. Yeah. So what do we think about this sax solo? Is it, is it the best, or is it the best? <laughs> I think it's the best. <laughs> um and then it ends on that like really high like sax like squeal yeah it's pretty it's pretty ripping and like 80s it's great yeah it is very it it fits in 100 percent here yeah and... it's like it's short it's sweet and then like it kind of plays a bit while he's singing you know it comes yeah. in again later so yeah yeah i'm into it yeah and the drums change up a little bit there we get some more kick right I don't know what you even call that, but like it changes the rhythm to yeah the other thing that probably has a name. And then the sax, you think the sax is gone and it comes back on I Feel yeah. Hunger. Yeah. And then that's, that's when it hits its break. like super high note. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then the, they... the no drums uh, chorus bit for a bit there. Yeah, so you get a no drums chorus with just the, just the power chords. What's up with that? Why does that always sound cool? I don't know. It like you really get that focus on the it on like it's it's less elements really focused on on the lyrics and you can just really feel that like punch and energy from the what it's the hook of the song, right? Yeah. So like that's the thing and that suddenly it's like, look, this is where it is. Shit's getting real. Like check it mm-hmm. out. Like it really draws attention to that, which is already kind of an attention grabber. It just yeah. piles it on. I think and maybe there's more I, science there. Maybe I, I agree with your analysis. Um, and then the song just kind of you know does the chorus, does the big ass chorus, and in a classic Eddie Money move, it ends on a fade out. It does end on a fade out. Which, yeah, fade outs are always a little weird because mm-hmm. I feel like they're hard to play live. But and I'm always know. curious as what as to what happened in the studio. I want the master track so I can hear how they thought it ended they just like kept going yeah yeah i don't know they, i'd like to get that i'd like to get his version of what is it you really got a hold on me oh yeah <laughs> it's the eddie money I, fade out man i don't know two it, tickets to it always so still sounds like he's full steam ahead on it and you're like what are you fucking doing and then it's gone it's over there's no yeah. more let's talk about the music video alex is directed by nick morris that right yes who's done other videos such as the final countdown he does a lot of live recordings of concerts and like stage plays and shit mm-hmm. like Cirque du Soleil 
So he's like a big live film director. He's into like stages, I guess. Yeah. As evidenced by the fact that most of this takes place on a stage and in a theater. Yeah, what the fuck kind of stadium is this? Because he is on a stadium stage because he is surrounded by seats, but it's like about the size of a boxing ring. It yeah, it almost nothing, looks nothing like but it... him and a ladder on it <laughs> with the sacks on it. It almost looks like it is a boxing ring. Yeah. That they took, but like this place looks wild. I don't know what it is. Yeah, and there's a jumbotron up top. So it must be sports. The, it's got to be like boxing. The worst of the Transformers. <laughs> it's got to be like boxing or wrestling or something, right? Yeah, that must be it. Because just like looking into the background, there's like seats and stairs everywhere, and like the way the light is is sort of laying across everything makes it like look like these zigzag patterns mm-hmm. it's kind of cool yeah and so it's all shot in black and white why because nick morris said so yeah because it's about black and white it's about eddie money and ronnie specter yeah this is an ebony and ivory song. yeah <laughs> um and- yeah he uh so the 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 song tries to convince us that the the big Tom hits that I was talking about earlier are either him clapping or punching a ladder. Yeah, also, there's a ladder. Don't know why. Where does the ladder go? Does it disappear? No, no, but just like what? Oh, yeah, like, it doesn't seem to lead to anything. the end point. Yeah, it's just a ladder on the stage. It doesn't go anywhere or do, do anything. Do you think he hits it because he doesn't know how to climb a ladder? He's like, what the fuck is this? God damn this thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, how does it stay up? Yeah. It's not, a, it's like, it's a, just a ladder that you'd like prop against a house. Mm-hmm. But it also is holding his um, saxophone. Yeah. And also at one point, because the other thing in this video um, yeah. is it keeps jumping back to this dressing room where uh, mm-hmm. a woman who is... Shadowed. Who is Ronnie Spector? Who is Ronnie Spector? We don't technically know that yet, but she is. She's getting ready. But also, at one point, she like stomps out a cigarette on carpet. Dangerous man. What the hell, Ronnie? Maybe that's she is the bad girl of rock and roll. Then, yeah, (laughs) she is the bad girl of rock and roll. So, or the original bad girl of rock and roll, or whatever. So, the only bad girl of rock and roll. Right. All, all rock and roll only has good girls now. <laughs> so he's singing on his stage. Slowly, Ronnie comes out and joins him. Yeah, kind she's of. like walking through the halls. We see like a janitor in those hallways. He's just like cleaning. He's like, hey, uh, no one's here. We're closed. Yeah, we're I don't closed. know. Man. Hey, Ronnie Spector, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> she's like, I got to pick up any money. Teach him how to use a ladder. And apparently a saxophone because he strums it like a guitar. Yeah, like a maniac. Um. So yeah, when the sax solo comes, he he does the he plays the sax, and then Ronnie Spector like comes in because like a big hangar door opens up and she's on the other side, and then he lifts up the the saxophone in one hand. He's like, "Fuck yeah!" Because yeah, it's victorious, and that's leading into that big verse or mm-hmm. chorus rather, where he um, well, he also pops his shirt open. He's wearing like a loose collar shirt with only like three buttons done up. Yeah, also, this was, like, he was, like, semi-retired, and I think he was really starting to put on weight at this point in his life. Well, yeah, he was right. I mean, he was a pretty heavy alcohol user, so True. he was tends he to was come with the pounds. Using a lot of drugs in particular. 
he was drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, cocaine as well, because he mistook uh, fentanyl for cocaine. That's how he had his overdose in 1980. Right. So, so I don't know. I feel like this video, he's slowing down a bit. But he also has a permanent limp in his left leg or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And Definitely yeah, some a- of the later performances, you can see it. Not even just, like, the ones from last year, but... Right, but from, like... Just yeah, after the incident, I imagine. And, yeah, I really feel like watching him play this saxophone. Like, I don't think he's playing that saxophone. No, certainly not. Nor does he know how to play the saxophone. Nor is does he know what a saxophone is. Yeah, at first he's uh, like, "Do I strum guitar?" <laughs> and they're like, "No, Eddie, blow sax." And he holds it like weirdly far away from himself, and just pretends to play it. Yeah. And moves his fingers a little bit too fast. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Classic rookie mistake. Yeah. So then we get, it'll, there'll be like shots of the Jumbotron, and then it's like it's either projecting Eddie Money on it or uh, Ronnie Spector. Like the rest of this is very much just straight up a man singing and dancing at a camera. And sometimes also, also woman. Yeah. Sometimes also woman dancing and singing. Oh, man. Then he lifts the saxophone on his shoulder like a rocket launcher. Yeah. Does it shoot anything? Does it shoot confetti? Yeah, but it shoots backwards, unfortunately. Oh, fuck. Because <laughs> it's curved. Because he doesn't know how to use it. He doesn't know what a saxophone is. See, that's a music video. It's yeah. pretty standard fare. I think it was probably a smart move to put it in black and white, because you get some kind of cool shots where, like, Ronnie Spector's this dark silhouette, and it's this yeah. bright white background around her. That's probably the strongest part, is, like, the mm-hmm. lighting. Because, yeah. like, even, like I say in that stadium, there's some really cool lighting in the background where it's, like, falling over some stairs and some seats and it's just got kind of all these shapes just out of these, like, some sort of, like, spotlights or something. Yeah. I don't know what you call them, but, it's, yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, it's the working man's music video for the working man's performer slash entertainer slash songwriter. Yeah. Way to go, Eddie Money. Also, we didn't mention it. We mentioned he was nominated for a Grammy, but I think his vocals kick ass on this. Ronnie's, too, but, like... Good he does vocal a good job. Yeah. He's giving it his all. Even, like, watching some performances, he still sounds pretty good, even in the later ones. Like, r- gruffer, but... Mm-hmm. Like, he still sounds decent. Yeah. I, I think he can translate some gruffness into this song. Like, a, like an old horny Clint Eastwood. Like an old horny Clint Eastwood. That's is my that, review is of... Is that the same thing as a regular old Clint Eastwood? I don't know how horny Clint Eastwood is. Yeah, I don't want, I've never, like, seen a Clint Eastwood movie. If you guys think Clint Eastwood is horny, hashtag Clint... Clint hashtag Clint so horny. <laughs> I was trying to work wood into it somehow, but... No, sure, but hashtag how, Clint how so is horny. that sexual? I don't know, Alex. Trees? <laughs> have you ever seen them? They're beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, if you think Clint Eastwood is horny, hit us up on Twitter, at uh, Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise guy. You know how to spell those. Fuck you guys. Spelled how it sounds. Yeah. Cressy is spelled how it sounds. Um, <laughs> hashtag Clint so horny if you think he is horny. And hashtag Clint no horny if you think he is not horny. Don't typo and accidentally type Clint do horny or something. Yeah. <laughs> or Clint mo horny. You don't want to be on that hashtag. No, mo horny more problems. Am I right? Yeah. 
Now, before we jump into our first cover here, Alex, the first two covers are basically the fucking same. Should we talk about them at the same time? We should definitely talk about them at the same time, and we should not talk about the fact that Eddie Money performs this song in his later days with his daughter. That's weird. That's a weird move. So the Madison Project... So yeah, head to head, it's in the, in one corner we have a uh, acapella group from Virginia. Virginia. James Madison University in Virginia. They named themselves mm-hmm. the Madison Project. In the other corner, and the Madison. T- hang on, you gotta you gotta you know give the year and then give me a little okay. space there so I can insert the All right, the sure. Track. So okay. Give me the whole thing from the start. All right. In the first one corner. Maybe it's colored. I don't know. Just say the left corner or something. Left top corner. The Madison Project. They are an acapella group from... James Madison University in Virginia, named after, obviously, James Madison. Uh, It was released, recorded in 2006. They are, like, collegiate-level acapella group. Like, they do, I assume, um, competitions and performances? I don't know. Are there acapella Mm -hmm. competitions? And in the other corner. And in the corner on the other side. The Mad Hatter. Who are from the University of Wisconsin in Madison, Wisconsin, which is, of course, also named after James Madison. Uh, Are these guys, like, right beside each other? (laughs) No. But they're both named after the same guy. Wow. Yeah. Fuck these guys. <laughs> so, also acapella, also a, a collegiate level acapella group. S- yeah, same idea from a different state. Yeah. So, here we go. Um, the Madison Project says of themselves, I don't know which one of their dipshit guys said this, but he says, we're just a group of guys who like to sing, trying to make it honest. You know, getting out there, dancing and singing up on people, making them feel dangerous. What does that mean? Yeah, what the fuck? Did, the, only, <laughs> the only reasonable interpretation of this I have is that anyone looks dangerous next to an acapella group. <laughs> Because when you start to sing, you, if you join an acapella group, you get that, like, blazer, and then no one, how can they take you seriously? Exactly. Like, if they came, if they all ten of them filed into, like, my convenience store that I run in this scenario, and they're like, give me all your money, and I, like, turn around, because I was, like, you know, organizing the cigarettes, and then, like, beside them was just a baby, I'd be like, oh, shit. A baby? I'd just give all my money to this baby, and I'd be like, there you go, don't hurt me. And they'd be like, hey, man, what about us? I'd be like, get out of my store! <laughs> hey! Hey, I've just been robbed here. Take your blazers somewhere else. Call the police. Come on. There's been a robbery. This baby's gone wild. (laughs) Whose baby is this? (laughs) Somebody put a leash on this thing. Come on. So, yeah, the first group, the Madison Project, the Virginians, um, Mm -hmm. they, what I noticed about them, I mean, Mm -hmm. both of them are, they're, Acapella covers, 
very close to the original. Um, but the Madison Project, their like backup sounds, like vocalizations, use more D and J sounds. They're like din 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 like yeah. They say gin gin. They say gin a lot. So they got that d and j repeated a lot, which I don't know. Seems a little odd to me. I feel like there's more like bum bum and danta. Like that's more common than using a j. So maybe yeah. that's, maybe that's how they switch it up. I don't know. This is how deep we are into acapella lore. We actually are dissecting. Just, like just this consonant sound is unusual. <laughs> It's yeah, fucking unreal here. Yeah, so they they do that. Um, they do the whoa 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 whoa's at the beginning. A lot of people do. I don't think acapella groups should do it though. Why not? Because I don't like acapella. <laughs> Let's just just don't do the song, right? <laughs> just yeah, it's just I think all acapella groups should get together and disband. <laughs> get together and split up. <laughs> it should be like a big meeting, like a summit, and they all just get together and do one last fucking version of. All the small things. I don't know why I picked that song, but <laughs> and then just respectfully agree to never sing again. Like, all right, we got it out of our systems. We're done. Everybody shake hands and they walk away. Now to, we're all just... going to become independently solo artists who sing and play acoustic guitar. Yeah. Is God, that I better? Is that what you want? <laughs> <laughs> At least we I know where that... they are now. I just imagine them working like day jobs and then they're you know, they're just like doing mindless labor and one guy's like boom boom. He's like, No, god damn it. I said I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Isn't that like the later seasons of Glee? Yeah, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Apparently they're about selling dogs. So it, again, <laughs> we'll get to that. Oh, we will. So the beatboxer I think does a good job in the, the Madison Project version. More so than the Mad Hatter's version? Let me take a look. Because the Mad Hatter's, I think, use some real instruments in theirs, don't they? I didn't think so, but I felt like their beatboxing was maybe a little more, like, synthetic. But maybe it's just the guy being real good at making synthetic They definitely do more post-processing, if nothing else. I think they did more mastering on the track. And also the hat on the cover? The Mad Hatter hat? I think you have that hat. I do own that hat, so I know they spent at least 40 American dollars making that cover. Wow. (laughs) Did you get that, like, in Disneyland? Yeah. Sweet. I wore that Unless they stole it, but I know they couldn't steal it, because, again, acapella groups, not dangerous. (laughs) They would try, but they couldn't do it. Someone would just laugh and take it back from them. They like they would get out of the store and then somebody just around and be like, Oh sorry, you forgot to pay for that, bud. And they'd be like, Oh shit. <laughs> and everyone's watching them because they got those yeah. blazers on. Those I'm really focusing on the blazers. Right ass blazers. That's all uh, I know about acapella groups. They're blazers. They blaze. So yeah, the Mad Hatters, the main singer, sounds more country. I guess that's because the they're Mad from Hatter. Wisconsin. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's University of Wisconsin. I guess it doesn't mean yeah. they're from Wisconsin. Right. They could be out from outside of Wisconsin. What, you think I he's did from think Nashville? Could be from Nashville. I did think that the Mad Hatter's lead vocalist sounded a little more interesting. Yeah, I absolutely. liked his tone better. Because the Madison Project's kind of straightforward and, I don't yeah. know, just a guy singing. It's a little more distinctive on the Mad Hatter's. And you know what? More respect for the song, because in the Madison Project version, on their their final final line of the "Just Like Ronnie" saying, they say "Just Like the Projects Say." So they refer to themselves as the Project. Yeah, we know that. And also, what like just there? Yeah, they like, just do it the one time. Just like we said, 
just before. Remember that's that? A, that's a real... Uh, We're referencing ourselves. That's a real Steve Carell in the office move, isn't it? <laughs> I guess. Because they said like it when, when they were quoting the fact that Ronnie said it. And then now they're quoting themselves, quoting To Ronnie. say that the project says that, like on a regular basis, is a bold claim. I mean, maybe they covered Be My Baby. Maybe. It's unlikely, because they're... I don't know. They might do it. I'm trying to think. I was about to accuse them of not wanting to do it because it's a song sung by women, but that's totally baseless. Well, it's baseless, but... Eh. <laughs> but I, they I got those care. blazers, man. I don't know. <laughs> Have you seen those blazers? Fuck. <laughs> blazers. Um, yeah. The background singer near the end of the Madison Project version, I think, does an okay job. Do, 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 do. You mean the Be My Little Baby person? Yeah. Just some Dig-a-da. long notes. Digga-da. 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 I felt like they could have done a great job on the build-up to the chorus. This is the Madison Project. Right. But they made it sound shitty in acapella, like. In the, like, bridge? Yeah. Because they do, like, do wah do wah That's too much do was. Yeah, they should have done more like a choir, like like a Which they kind of do at points. But they don't. Wahoo. Like two minutes in? Two minutes in. No, they kind of do. Yeah. I still hate it, though. <laughs> Is that a surprise? No, I'm not surprised. Between the two of them, Alex, I'd take the Mad Hatters over the Madison Project any day. I think I would, too. All right. Do you have anything else to say about these fucking guys? These hashtag uh, acafellas? Fellas. Uh the Mad Hatters just end like right on Be My Little Baby. What how do they say it? Oh, they got hand claps in the Madison project. Not that that changes anything, just a just a little note. Yeah. Hand claps, man. Got to love them. Yeah, I you're love right. Them. They end abruptly on the Mad Hatters version, which and is good. Hmm, yeah, which is good. The Madison Project though does have the benefit of being roughly uh 13 seconds shorter. Okay. Strong case for that's an, that's an advantage. That's an advantage. <laughs> that's an advantage. Uh, but yeah, other than that, like pretty standard acapella stuff. Uh, they do the vocal drums. They do lots of harmonies. They make sounds with their mouths that sound like instruments, kind of. Yeah, my thing is at least with the beatboxers, they can they can at least move into like freestyle hip hop or something. Like yeah, they, they always have be a beatboxer. A benefit to the community. It's these acapella dweebs. What are they gonna <laughs> fucking, do? Wear blazers? Fucking nerds. <laughs> fucking nerds. With their blazers. Get a job where you wear a blazer. Ugh. <laughs> Alex, let's talk about every avenue in the year um twenty ten. <laughs> about every avenue they're like a pop punk group yeah from michigan from michigan and they have toured with the main we talked about last week advanced warp tour yeah these are like real warp tour type like like you know if i say warp tour and that means anything to you these guys are on that yeah these guys sometimes in there like that's Um, their thing Um, also the female singer on this the feature juliet sims 
is also a warp tour uh regular there you go they they run in the same circles yeah makes sense um so this is from an album called punk goes classic rock which like i feel like a lot of punk is considered classic rock these days yeah but this is i don't know we're just looking through the songs on it free fall and that's from the 90s yeah i I guess that's a classic in some regard all along the watchtower sure yeah pour some sugar on me by the main (gasps) oh the main's on here are they considered pop punk some sugar on me i don't know what they're considered i thought they were matchbox 20 I mean, I guess if they're on Warp Tour, they must have some kind of edge. Maybe. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So this version, is it opens, like, really slow. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, all whispering, like, take me home tonight. Except not like that. But, like, take that's what it sounds like. Tonight. You know, like yeah. a classic little soft boy. Yeah, he sounds like a soft boy. Just there's we don't mean anything bad by that. No, just a boy singing softly. Softly, a soft boy. A soft boy, like the, like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Exactly, you poke him and he goes, <laughs> and then he says, "Take me home tonight." Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so they do that right at the start, just for a bit, and mm-hmm. it's, it's like uh, and all whispery, and then they do the, the chorus. To start off, up until just like Ronnie's song, and then you get a drums, and then you actually get some like more punky guitar. Yeah. Doing like a you know. Yeah, yeah, it definitely gets more of that punk vein, and they do, uh. Yeah. So the cover does the whoa, whoa, whoa's instead of a human man's voice. Yes. So I think that's solid. Something. I think that's a great way to, because I feel like that whoa yeah part is really vocal improvisation. Yeah, um, any vocal improvisation is weird to copy mm-hmm. most of the time, unless you really change it significantly. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. The other thing before they get into the verse, but like just barely, they add this like sound like a i don't know if it's a quick strum on a guitar or some kind of synthesizer. yeah it's some kind of guitar plucking i think yeah it sounds muted yeah and that's, um, i think that's pretty tight i actually like that i think i actually like a lot of the instrumental composition on this version yeah this is definitely that was an interesting that's an interesting sound and then they do that first verse mm-hmm. um with that kind of in the background and then they're yeah. sort of doing like the guitar is like I don't know. Like I think they're picking. Mhm. Um but like with a sustain so it's doing like in it but like the the notes really stay around for a long time. Yeah, they ring out a bit but they're also like kind of tight. Mhm. And uh then when they do the like start to play more like power chords going into the bridge. Mhm. With like one higher guitar as well. And then, of course, their chorus is pretty big. Because yeah. you got to have a big chorus. And it's easy to do because the original is basically power chords and what's up? It's punk. Yeah, really. That's... And just get like a lot of echo and compression on the voice. Great. Mm-hmm. What do you think of uh, what's, uh, a Juliet Sims' Be My Little Baby? 
it's squeaky. Not necessarily yeah. in a bad way. That's just how I describe that kind of singing. And it's got like, I don't know, it sounds like she's trying to put a lot of attitude on it. Let me get to it. Be my little baby. So yeah, she's definitely like, this is my one line. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna like put as much into it as I possibly can. Possibly can. I think as one that and two, she's like, I don't know how punk every avenue is sounding on here. So maybe she's like, I gotta put it on myself to make do this a little punk more rock. of that pop punk. Like, yeah. yeah, be my little baby. Also, just to jump back to her name, every avenue has got to be one of the worst fucking names I've ever heard. Every avenue. I feel like avenue is one that gets used a lot in band names. Never in any good bands, though. <laughs> trying to think. I know you're right. There was Boyce Avenue, who's another one uh, that does like Whoever a lot of covers. Whoever the fuck they are. Yeah. And there's like Lake Street Dive. Oh, they're Dive, not Drive. There's like, name yourself after streets, man. It's played out. Like That's my Lake point. Lake Street Dive? We did like them. They were the multi-genre band. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this one doesn't actually, you're right. It doesn't sound super punk. But one interesting thing I would like to add to this conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. I keep bringing this up, but um, the book Try This at Home by frank yep. turner one thing he mentioned because he was in a band called millions dead he was part of this like hardcore scene and hardcore mm-hmm. is related to punk um and one of the things he talked about when he started going into his solo work which is more acoustic was that mm-hmm. he started thinking a lot more in terms of like chord progressions and mentioned that when he was sort of writing this music for this hardcore um genre it's more common to like throw in a lot of elements without necessarily like there being something to tie them together it's more like we need to do like a different riff a different riff a different riff but it's like not necessarily meaningful Mm -hmm. and that was kind of one of his criticisms of the genre which i think this song kind of does like there's a few things that change throughout like the second verse takes away that like but changes the way like the hard chords are strummed on the guitar Mm-hmm. so like there's some changes i don't know if they mean anything right so it's it's more so just to be like well it is different than it is to uh, yeah. sort of natural progression like, it's it's progressing but why mm-hmm. does it add does it take away is it meaningful i don't know yeah it's a lot to think about and probably a lot to just throw at you <laughs> yeah like, no it's i don't need like an in-depth answer or, or or discussion on that necessarily, but it was something interesting that came up in that book that I wanted to bring up because I think this kind of had that a bit. Yeah, a bit because it it goes to a sort of darker chugging guitar on the yeah. on the second verse, and then we get ba- we get back to that sort of finger picking on the bridge though that right, and like I don't necessarily I wouldn't say that's a bad thing really mm-hmm. to to have that kind of progression. And thinking in that way, it's just a different yeah. way of doing things. Yeah, it does. I don't think it necessarily detracts, but I don't know if it would actually if it actually adds anything. Exactly. Like if you didn't do that, I don't know if the song would really be any different. Hmm. But they got some other stuff like the with the drums. They're more focused on the cymbals. They got that yeah. kind of thing going on. Um, and then they give. Well, what's the what's the female singer's name again? A Juliet Sims. Juliet Sims. She really, like, like you said, she's really, like, putting a lot into this. Mm-hmm. Chewing it up. 
she does the like whoa, whoa, whoa bit as well. Yeah. Um, that all has that, and she gets a little bit more play after I believe the second, the next chorus. Yeah, she gets like she gets the when they do the uh the guitar solo bit. What was the sax solo? She gets a little space to breathe in there too. Yeah, yeah. And now, actually, it's interesting. Yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, well, as I forgot to mention, like in the second uh verse. They mm-hmm. do that like hate when I hate sleep alone line. There's this like mm-hmm. big sort of like filtery swell thing. Yeah. And then like a lot of the instruments cut out when they go hate to sleep alone. And then mm-hmm. it just like kind of comes right back in again. And is that a another like just a thing they did, do you think, or does that actually add anything for you? I don't know. It sounds cool. It's yeah. kind of like like when we were talking about um Spoon there was like, Boom. and then we like muted everything for like a second, and it sounded kind of cool, so we did it. It's like right, and I'm always torn there too. It's like, it does it have to be meaningful if it sounds cool? Yeah, it's, I don't know. Sometimes I guess you just gotta do shit, right? Yeah, because like, what else are you gonna do? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I mean, that's what I generally do, but it hasn't worked for me so far. Yeah, not going great. <laughs> not doing hot. Um, I wanted to say when he says the I feel a hunger line, he says, I feel your hunger. So it's a little more mutual? Yeah. Or is it like, uh, oh, she wants me? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. It's or is it be both. both? Or does it matter? It's a weird choice, I think. To switch it up? Yeah. And uh, he says, just like Ronnie said, instead of just like Ronnie sang. Well, I did used to think it was just like Money said. So, that's, yeah. he's got it better than I did. It's true. That's all I have to say about this one. It's a, it's honestly, we'll ha- talk about another version that's supposed to be from a heavy metal group, but this one sounds a lot more hard rock than that one does. Yeah, that one's a little weird. I'm looking yeah. forward to talking about that one. But before Go we talk about that, we got to talk about Top Models. Top Models. 2011. Take me so this is a german dance project is that the from dj the, yes, pulse driver fa- that's, that's right founded in 2000 by dj pulse driver that's the correct one okay and this is from the hands up scene of music which is uh, music that focuses on mass appeal and danceability there's definitely some danceability here. The high danceability. Which, although, interestingly enough, the beginning actually doesn't change all that much. No, it's all. I, it's, I was almost surprised that this turned into a dance mix about like a minute in. Because yeah, like, it starts kind of the same, yeah. With just fact, like. It almost sounds like the, the start of the Every Avenue one. Where it's like soft guitar and then a dude singing. But it's the dude sings a little stronger than a whisper voice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's got those opening arpeggios. Um, I mean, the guy sounds a little bit German, but not that much. And like, yeah. there's lots of I think processing on the vocals, uh, which you'd expect from a dance type remix. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, he just sings the part. You know, he does the bridge, kind of yeah. does his own backup vocals. It's not yeah. It's not um, until like, he says several "Take Me Home Tonight" that the synth, the main synth riff very very slowly gets starts yeah. to get into the mix i mean they do have like 
the drums in the background doing like <laughs> yeah but that that high energy like classic german dance synth doesn't come in until, until like it's basically at full volume and at the end of the chorus even then doesn't he sing a cor a chorus without that um yeah that first one he starts and it's it's like it's like not there and it's that first chorus that it slowly builds up Right, so he's singing through the chorus, and then in the background you hear it like come and fade in, like do 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 do, like whatever their like yeah. dance riff is. Basically, I don't want to let you go. In the first repetition of the verse, is where it starts to come in. And then I do the do do do, but the first time they do the chorus, does he say? I don't. He says. He says just like Ronnie said, but there's no backup. There's no female part in that one because they no. do the verse again now with the full synth. There's like a little bit of like a. Would you call that a drop? It's not um, much of one. Sure. It's I I'll guess like the bass comes in and goes, boom, 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 you know. Yeah. It comes in. And you're it's right. Doing that's when thing. we get the first actual delivery of the "Be My Little Baby" line because he says yeah. just like Ronnie said about two or three times before that. Yeah, because yeah, he does repeat it, and then mm -hmm. not until he sings the the chorus again, um, and also. The bass, I, I like the bass sound on this. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it sounds like a laser. Yeah, it's not like, I don't think it's super complex, but it's definitely like the the filter's a little slow, so it kind of has that like rounded sound to it. It's kind of like two, two hits there. There's like the volume and then the filter. Yeah. Or the amp and then the filter. So it's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Pretty, I mean, so straightforward, get... but it works. Yeah, after, right after the Ronnie line, it cuts basically to the sort of subdued intro where it's the, just the guitar, but then we get the, the heavy bass drum and that that bass laser sound coming in. Yes, and there's a little bit more now. Yeah, and then it slowly builds up back into having that high-energy synth there again. And that's pretty much its two components, is like the high-energy synth chorus and then the, the slightly more subdued verses. Right, and then on top of that, there's the verse. There's the first verse where it doesn't have the like pulsing beat, like dance. Yeah, beat. where it really is just the guitar and vocals, and the bass, and then they bring it in afterwards. Yeah, and so with the with the singing with the vocals, I noticed the 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 so whenever he says "Take me home tonight," it's like uh, much less filtered than when it's one of the other lines. Oh, the really? Non titular lines. Yeah. So the other ones sound a lot like they're kind of a background echo. Yes, in the second the second time through. Yeah, the second time through, because the first time, like we said, it's very straightforward. Yes, that is very interesting. He's kind of doing his own call and response, where it's mm -hmm. like he'll say something, and then like a super filtered version responds. Like it's almost like, yeah, but it's all just like his voice. So that was yeah. kind of kind of a neat way of switching it up. Yeah, and then so I asked Greta if this was a good remix, and she said yes. Yeah, I mean, it seems pretty solid. My complaint usually with dance stuff is that it just throws a different drum track on mm -hmm. and isn't that interesting. But this one, like we said, was kind of surprising that it was a dance remix. Yeah. Dance type remix. So, because usually people don't, like, up. I've seen that move in a dance remix where it's like, oh, it's just guitar. And then it's like, no, it's not, idiot. This is the remix. But he did it for like a full minute and a half. Yeah, so this seems pretty decent to me. Yeah, pretty interesting. It's um, danceable. Yeah, danceable. 
and it ends on a sort of like whoosh, and then it just kind of cuts. He does kind of like that filter sweep a couple times because he does it yeah. earlier, and then he goes into like a, a a chorus where he's mostly filtered out, right, and then fades kind of back in, which is like a kind of what they do in the original with the chorus where most of the instruments drop out. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of do the like drop, you know, slow. Drop. Hang on, I'm listening to it right now. I forget exactly what they do. Yeah, but yeah, so he does that filter sweep a few times, and that's what closes out the track. Yeah, and what brings us into our next track by Bullet Boys, also in 2011. Bullet Boys, this is a allegedly metal group from California. Yeah. Um, they had some, like, some of their members over the years. They've had a lot of members are notable. They've been in, like, other bands. like Oh, yeah, the, the big ones Roses. were King Cobra and Rat. Was there one from Guns N' Roses? Yeah, they had a member that was formerly of Guns N' Roses, but, like, got fired for not, not doing anything cool enough. or something. <laughs> Probably. Um, Bullet Boys. Steven so, yeah, Adler? These guys... The weirdest thing about this version for me is the emphasis he puts on words. It's very, like, enunciated, eh? Well, yeah, because he goes, like, keeps a man awake at night and with my appetite, it isn't safe to walk the streets alone. Like, it's... So he, like, emphasizes, like, the wrong words, kind of? The wrong words. Yeah, because you think about the original, it's like, it's kind of that keeps a man awake at night. Like, the emphasis is on awake. Yeah. Like and the, then, but this one is like, keeps a man awake at night. Because I'm a man. Because I'm a man. I'm shooting a bullet through glass. Yeah. That's the cover. Bullet Boys. Bullet Boys also sounds like the kind of gang name that children would come up with. Yeah, like slightly older children who are like, what's cool? Bullets. What yeah, are we, like, like middle schoolers. Mm. But also, yeah, yeah, does. Although I do, one thing I do like about this one, the like main intro synthesizer part is moved mm-hmm. to this like really glassy sounding, probably FM synthesizer. Yeah. So I kind of dug that sound. That definitely had a, an interesting noise to it. Although that said, if you listen to the first time they do the riff, I think they fuck it up. Like the first synth riff? Yeah, like the boo doo 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 doo. Like one of the notes sounds off to me. Like oh, right yeah, at like I two or three seconds there. in. Yeah. So I think that's actually a mistake. Because I don't think they do that again later. Yeah, let me hear it on the second time. Yeah, so the weird singing emphasis. Um, honestly, the guitars don't sound that metal. No, this didn't sound very metal. This sounded more like kind of bar classic rock yeah it sounded like me. a pub rock kind of tune. yeah so it's not very metal sounding yeah but well, i guess maybe it's more like that kind of old hair metal style that's not the same like what we would think of as metal now is I much even more put like this in the hard. rank of like like some people would put i feel like cheap trick in that category of old hair metal i guess and, like it this doesn't even reach that level for me no? No. And, hmm. like, here's the thing, is they clearly have an understanding of metal, 
because um the guitar solo which starts in around 208 is like that classic heavy metal but none of the other instruments really back it up in that phrase or in any other part of the song to really make that cohesive in like a metal way yeah yeah it didn't feel very metal but uh, and it's pretty straight other than that yeah, honestly, it's like a toned-down version of Every Avenue, because it's, a, yeah. yeah, basically a straight cover. I mean, all the song lengths are fairly close, and no one changes, like, that much, but this one is really close. It's, like, 3.33. It's, like, two seconds longer. It's mm-hmm. probably just silence. Like, very close. Yeah. It's not amazing. It's in that, that synth almost has, like, a, that synth at the start there, they use a similar one that kind of sounds like a xylophone or something almost. Right. I called it a vibraphone. Vibraphone. Yeah, yeah. This is the thing is I don't know my phones that well. Sure. Well, xylophones wouldn't, so. Yeah, exactly. So I knew it wasn't that, and I knew it wasn't a Glock. Yeah, I think Glocks are smaller. Vibraphone's bigger. Vibraphone. Yeah, so, yeah, it had this weird vibraphone sound to it. Um, it's, It's super fucking boring. I don't have a lot of notes on this one. Yeah, there's not much. Let's talk about FNA in So it's unclear to me who this is. Me FNA too. is a lot of things. Yeah, what what was the did you just type in the acronym at first? Yeah. And what is it? It's uh, like let a, me see. I think I have it up. It's uh, the, I get the FNA Lash Lab on the right and Fine Needle Aspirations. Fine Needle Aspiration, Farmers of North America. Um, yeah, lots of F- Fine Needle Aspiration. Aspiration, yeah, which is a diagnostic procedure used to investigate lumps or masses. So it's uh, typically used for cancer diagnosis. Is that the same thing as a biopsy? Um, you know, it's not, it's not the time. This is not the time. Alex, the first link there says a fine needle aspiration is a type of biopsy. Oh, fuck yeah. God, I get so hard for biopsies, don't you? Mm, what? You want to ta- take a biopsy home tonight, don't I wanna you? I want to take a fine needle home tonight. <laughs> Just insert it. Search for lumps. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't know who this is by because I tried putting in band and stuff and it came up with some Canadian like record label that has made three songs or something. You know, it's yeah. one of those fucking things. Yeah, I checked that. I did that too. Um, so strange. it starts out with a, like a some kind of harp. Is that a harp? Synthetic harp? Do, 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 do. Yeah, it's kind of got that yeah. sound to it. Uh, this one to me, it's like this. It's a synthesizer, I think. Like you mm-hmm. said, um, yeah, it's kind of a harp sound. It's it's definitely got like a, a strain sound to it, though. I think yeah, yeah. that one, like more so than a lot of the other ones, really gets the like tension aspect of the song into it. Yeah, and there's this other talking thing, about, this little yeah. electric buzzing that starts in the left and goes to the right. Yeah, there's this buzzy sound. Yeah, and that yeah. sound to me sounds very Radiohead esque. Okay, okay, I haven't listened to a ton of Radiohead. Yeah, it's but just, I will like, believe you. I couldn't pin it to a single song, but it sounds like an effect they'd use. So that's just my note there. So this one kind of does every avenue at the start, where it's soft but electronic instead, and then right. ramps up into a dance mix. Not like at, yeah, less unexpected than before though, because it's more yeah. 
that like the opening is very like ambient synth and then there's a bunch of filter sweeps and stuff and like yeah, you said there's a buzzy sound definitely a more adjacent move but it's not it's like a different kind of a dance remix because the other one had that like dance synthesizer doing like some it just like a little riff mm-hmm. that they kind of do on top of the existing song whereas yeah. this doesn't really have that it sticks kind of with the chord progression from the original yeah 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 100 percent um it does a yeah it does a heartbeat drum on the build-up which comes in a couple times oh, it on does. the I think it comes in on the second verse, too. Yes, that's a cool sound. Or a cool thing, I guess. Yeah, it makes sense with, really like, the dancing. It's a really good tone on it. Yeah, I um, like that. And uh, the other thing, that on the chorus, the there's, like, a synthesizer there that's kind of got this, like, chip y sound. Yeah. Like, lo-fi chiptune style thing. So that's another little sound there. That is another little sound. And on the, the bridge build-up there, there's this like electric voice noise. It's like ah 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 ah. Let me find that. I want to hear that. Let me see. Oh yeah yeah. 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 We're kind of like pretty cool too. Repeats there. Yeah. It just says like a build. The other big thing they do that we got to talk about. Yes. Maybe briefly. They do not have the just like Ronnie Sang line at all. Yeah. They just say I don't want to let you go. Baby, whoa, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Well, she says she's got two different versions well, of that. Uh, okay. Um, because she also says I have the quote here. I should have it anyway. Um, I don't want to let you go till I make you mine. Right, 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 right. So, it is not the same. Yeah, and she but in, it is um, in the vocal breakdown around two twenty, she says, "Be mine, be mine, be mine." Oh, it might be be my, as in be my little baby, in that part. But yeah, there's other lines that she changes too, which is very strange. That's true. Uh, Okay, so I said that was the big change, but there's more. Yeah, so there's it's a fear that turns my heart right into stone. I lay awake now with all my demons, and then... uh, I'm getting nightmares. I hate sleep alone. I need some company. I need an angel to shine some light on this cold, cruel city below. Uh, Is that what angels do? Uh, I think this that is what angels do. Guardian angel, it's just a regular angel. No, but I you. think angels do shine light. But I also think that might the light might blind you. Mm. Yeah. I once had and a then, teacher who told me that if God were to ever come to Earth, we would all die because of the intensity of His love for us. That's fucked. I know, right? <laughs> what? How would he possibly know that? Yeah. What? <laughs> what source was he citing? Yeah, like. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's theologians who are like, yeah, obviously we would die, but who? Cite yeah, your sources, maybe, man. That's a pretty big claim. God will kill you with his love. Like, geez, what? I, know, I don't right? like that. <laughs> no, keep that Can I make him not me. love me? Because then I won't be killed by him killed? when he comes yeah. to earth. Jeez. I think about that a lot. So. <laughs> glad, it's fucked glad up, man. That's fucking weird. But yeah, so she she changes those lines. I don't think those lines really are better or necessarily worse. They're just No, different. it's kind of like it extends the verse to be as about as long as the previous one. So it's almost like I know we've talked about dance versions kind of having to do the same thing over and over again cuz like you hear it once and then you know it and you can yeah. predict it and dance to it better. So like 
I almost wonder if they did that just to have it so that the two sections were closer. Right, to fill the space. Yeah, so that now... though, yeah. No, go ahead. You know, you can do that repeated dance mm-hmm. time. That's a, I don't know. That's, I like that analysis. But interesting, though, with the line, I lay awake now with all my demons, that plays into the, the personal interpretation of, of why they can't sleep alone. Right, as opposed to the, there's just, you know, problems, man. Yeah. So there's that, and also the city is cold and cruel. What city do you think it is? It's probably New York. I don't know. Yeah, I'll be my guess too. But then of <laughs> course Eddie Money's from New York, so that's yeah. It seems like you know the most logical. I mean, that's the big one. Like as far as cities go, it's like New York. Doesn't sound like Los Angeles. No. Um, are you talking about like high rises and? Or are we talking about like, you know, the concrete jungle or whatever? Yeah. New York's the big one. That's the big Unless one. you're talking about like Beijing or something, and it's probably not that. Mm-hmm. Unless you're talking about the city by the bay, the city that that never stops. Whatever city else that guy says in uh, "We Built This City on Rock and Roll." So yeah, this uh, one's like a, you weren't referencing "Lights" by Journey. No, but that cool. is I. Is that San Francisco city by the I, bay? I think so. Anyway. I'm sure there's a bay in San Francisco. Is it the San Francisco Bay? Maybe. Who fucking knows? Who <laughs> fucking knows these things, Alex? Not me. So FNA, uh, a more modern dance remix for the yeah, more definitely. modern person. Uh, a different That's, feel. <laughs> that said, these both released in the same year. Top models Did in they? FNA. Yeah. <laughs> more modern. This is more, I guess, maybe it Western, is more modern. Maybe? It sounds like F or top models is maybe been around for longer i i don't know the backstory on fna but this does sound to me a little bit more modern but that just means that its influences are from you know less time in the past i guess like the other one also the trends are probably german so who knows what's going on who knows what's going on with german trends we would need to have german friends to know that german trends with German friends. friends. Speaking of possibly a Malaysian hardcore band, let's talk about Rian Square Brackets Forced in the year 2013. Yeah. First time I read it, I was like, Rainforest? Like Rainforest? <laughs> No. Uh, no. Also, the other thing about this, I looked it up um, on YouTube, and there's mm-hmm. a version on YouTube that attributes it to the Dark Clan, featuring members of Reinforced and Ego Likeness. Okay. So, I don't really. So, as opposed to Reinforced, feet the Dark Clan and Ego Likeness. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. That seemed to be what it is. Like it's a it's a group that call themselves the Dark Clan. That was put together from, I think Reinforced is just one dude. Okay. And then Ego Likeness is another um, dude. Some uh might be some people, but like Donna seems to oh. be a member. Okay, is that what they say? I thought they said Dalla as a Dalla. sly reference to money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, d- featuring Donna Lynch of Ego Likeness and Jim Semenik of Reinforced. Okay, and that it, makes it's sense. the Dark Clan. Take me home tonight. Well, no, well because that's not what it says on Spotify. 
yeah, on Spotify, yeah. it attributes it's the artist as reinforced, and in the song title says feet the dark clan and ego likeness. Yeah. Which is just very strange. So I All think right. that's what it is. So I really like the tone of the bass on this one. And when it gets to do some kind of licks in the in the quieter parts of the track. Really? Yeah. It's a, yeah, there's definitely, like, later on when you, you really notice the bass. There's, like, some moments. Yeah. And then there's, like, like little thing. there's this quick little, like, piano part. And then this, like, bass. We'll get to that. It's later on. Um, yeah. But, yeah, there's the, I, I, do, I definitely noticed the bass a couple times. Uh, the, mm-hmm. And the synthesizer in the opening is super-duper bright. Yeah. Like, lots and lots of high-frequency components to that mm-hmm. sound. It's really doing that, tss, you know what I'm talking about? Very bright. Um, yeah. And then there's some, like, drum bits, you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. Yeah, some some heavy tom hitting on the intro to get you into it. Oh, yeah, some in. heavy toms. And then the, the vocals, which I think is the same guy, once he gets to the verse, oh, you jumps back and forth. I don't know, because as far as I know, it's the Dark Clan with just two people. Right. But maybe it's not. I don't know. So maybe it's more from reinforced. uh, The lines to be the smooth singing, and And then then, like screaming, scream singing. And it seems to divide in such a way that the hornier lines are sung by the screaming voice. Yeah, yeah, it totally does break it up that way. Yeah. yeah, no, you should say this because it's uh, yeah, your idea. I, I think that's a, I think that's actually a solid move. I think that kind of, because in talking about the lyrics, we we noticed it was kind of questionable, and so it seems like these guys kind of capitalized on that and said there is something menacing about the horniness of our singer here. <clears throat> right, it's this like internal screaming thing that's trapped inside, and it kind of has that trapped sound because of the way they filter it. Yeah, it does sound a little bit more held together like held down rather Mm-hmm. so that is an interesting way to take this for sure yeah dog. silence and, uh so when they get to the uh when they get to the bridge yeah so around like 50 seconds you get that just a very nice bass sound on the okay i'm gonna listen to the bass because i also have something to say about Oh, when it does like boom, 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 kind of like yeah, it just kind of goes low and does these boom, these boom. nice movements upwards. Yeah, and then also during the um, the bridge, there's like this really high frequency like synth thing playing. Yeah, and it kind of does like, like a like a very like of notes occasionally. Yeah, kind of discordant, just like wavering, like yeah, like like screeching almost. Yeah, and then that seems to translate in the uh, in the actual chorus. It's at a similar frequency and kind of a similar wavering of the note, but it sounds much more poppy. Okay, yes. Now, that sound, that's more like a sample and hold sort of thing. Okay. Um, that's something that is pretty, pretty standard, like, wave on a synthesizer. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's a wave shape, but if instead of being curved, it was like a staircase sort of thing. Mm. So... That's kind of like like the sound that it makes because it like changes abruptly and then holds it for a second and then changes abruptly and holds it for a second. Right. So that's kind of that wavery sound. And I guess that's probably what's happening before. Maybe faster, definitely higher frequency. Yeah. But yeah, and then, yeah. So it's, it's less like discordant during the chorus. Yeah, it's, it's more And you can just like chordant. jump right in there and you're like, yeah, chord. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I like the vocals. Uh, there's some interesting things going on with the instruments. Um, the the guitar solo on this, which replaces the uh, sax solo, gets like super hardcore, and then all of the instruments around it seem to kind of break down. Like there's this very discordant cymbal hitting by the drums and stuff. So it makes it sound kind of out of place, but then it, I think it fits in with this sort of trapped horniness kind of crumbling and being chaotic. Right, where they actually, yeah, address that sort of, in that hunger, that darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's definitely, like, very sudden, and then it's just, like, shredding. Yeah. Sorry, I'm listening to it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a. Uh... Like, I think it's a pretty solid track, honestly. Yeah, there's another thing I liked. I mentioned the bass. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Donna sings... Okay, so, like... In the Donna part, they bring in a piano. Yeah. Donna singing, which is Ronnie's old part, you know? Yeah. So, like, the piano doesn't do much, but if you go, like, to 120, the bass does this cool little, like, transition sound that I really liked. Yeah. Um, along with this, like, piano that kind of comes out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Where it just kind of goes up there on the bass. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird, like, like, it's almost smooth jazz bass or something that they managed to fit in here. It is definitely a little odd, especially during that bridge section. Mm-hmm. Where it's more noticeable. Yeah, it's just like, it's very, it's almost like ambient or something. It's very smooth compared to the rest of the instrumentation. In the sound? Yeah, yeah, because a lot of it, especially the synthesizer, has that sort of brightness and, like, discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's pretty tight. Should we talk about Glee in 2014? Whoa! We should. So, so man, you made this playlist, and yes. you put two acapella tracks and Glee. Sometimes I don't like us, I guess. Damn. <laughs> so it took me a while to re- realize. Watching the video for this, I was yeah. like, "Why the fuck is everyone carrying around dogs? Why are they singing about? Why are they singing about dicks?" And then I realized they're t- they're trying to get these dogs adopted. Yeah, I shit you not, I, like, before I even started, like, watching the video for this version, I was just, like, taking notes. I was like, you know, you could take this song and make it do an ad for, like, a fucking adoption agency or something. And I was like, that's fucking dumb. And then I fucking watched this. I was like, god damn it! <laughs> I know, I just, like, turned to Will, and I was like, it's about the dogs. Damn it. Yeah. And so, so this yes. is season five, episode 19. They're um, in that same diner that, that they were in the last one we did. diner! Which I guess is a recurring set. Yeah. Um, that apparently they work and or sing in. Yeah, and, and, and I, I, people might notice we're not talking a lot about the musical performance. To sum that up really quickly, it's karaoke. It's a fucking karaoke track with the Glee cast singing over Yeah, it's it. Glee. It's, it's what, you know, if you... The, the instrumentation is as close to the original as they can get with, like, a... Whatever they had in the studio kind of thing. yeah. Like, I don't think they're spending a ton of money on these. No. Um, bringing in, like... I guarantee you they you made know. a fucking ton. They probably did. Probably did. Bastards. <laughs> and, yeah, it's... And, of course, the, the clip from the show is them, like... Everyone's holding dogs. 
What's great yeah. is that they clearly had a lot of dogs, but didn't want to have like super well trained dogs, so everyone's just holding them the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the wheelchair kid hits the woe at the beginning. Oh yeah, the wheelchair kid that doesn't do anything else. I don't think. That's yeah. That's all he does. Oh, maybe this. He's in the background here. He's dancing, obviously, just with his upper half. Yeah, um, this is... So, one, this is not how pet adoption works anywhere. This also, is an illegal operation. Yeah, can you have uh, that many dogs in a diner? If, if they're all emotional support dogs. If all those dogs are employed, they're allowed to be in a diner. <laughs> it's not clear to me who's an employee. Well, I guess some of them have uniforms. Or at least bowling yeah. shirts. Um, yeah, this... And, and, and like you mentioned in your discovery of this, this song is too fucking horny to be about fucking adopting pets. It is a pretty horny song. This is a oh, horny-ass song. Um, yeah, the, the reason... Like, when I first started listening to it just on Spotify, I was, like, trying to figure out just based on... Th listening to it like what is going on but i was like there's way too many people singing for this mm -hmm. to be like a back and forth you know like musical theater style let's make this into a duet about two people kind of situation yeah um which as you know is very common very to the point common. that we have literally done that that's right <laughs> um when we sang if i were a rich man because yeah. like fuck i don't want to sing alone so anyway just gonna Classic. reference our past ever, there without ever talk about that on Cover Me. You've got the DVD, right? Yeah, I haven't watched. I think I do. I haven't yeah, watched we could, it. We Have could I? rip that and then do an yeah. episode on that. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. The audio is trash. N well, probably, but also it's not indexed. Right. So you gotta skip through all that shit. Yeah. So you have to skip through the whole thing if you want to watch one number. Uh, anyway, so. Also, the name of this album is Old Dog New Tricks. Just want to point that out. Um, the Glee album? Yeah. Oh, the they, that's the name EP. of the episode. That's the name of the EP. No, yeah. the, the name of the EP. Oh, is each EP an episode? Yeah, I that would makes guess sense. so. Because, okay, yeah, that is the name of the episode. That's the that name of the episode. They also sing Werewolves of London. Probably again about dogs. Probably about dogs. Probably that's that's one point in favor of the genius at crew is that werewolves of werewolves. London on the same EP as Take Me Home Tonight. Uh, uh. Yeah, they probably watched Clean and were like, fuck, dude, what if that was about werewolves? Werewolves. So is it just the later seasons of Glee that are fucking bananas or like I don't know. I didn't watch any of Glee. Yeah, I never watched I like I've seen bits and pieces of it. Are at this they, point are they like not in school anymore, I assume? Is yeah, it season I don't know. five? I guess season five, yeah. Like at most, you can have like four years of high school because they all failed a year. <laughs> June Squibb. Um, yeah. There's so also an old like... lady. Yeah. Because the other you thing know? is, like, they're putting on this dog adoption thing, but the people there are like retired performers. It's like a retirement home for performers. So like, there's an old lady who's singing, but you can't hear her. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah, tell they, there's no old lady singing. They she doesn't want, get a solo or anything. give her a dog. And two, they're just like, now you must dance with us. And she's like, wait, my little baby. Yeah. But I don't even know if she does sing that part. Anyway, it's just like a chorus. Also, these kids have no idea who Ronnie is. That's 
I don't know if there's a Ronnie in this group. Maybe she's Ronnie. She might be oh, Ronnie. Probably. The old That's lady. how they did some naming bullshit in the Gloria version, right? Yep. Ugh. That's exactly the kind of shit they would have done, you know. These fucking assholes. Let's talk about Death Blossoms in 2017. Yeah, let's talk about Death So these guys are heavy metal and hard rock remixes of pop radio hits and 80s new wave classics. At least this version sounds metal. Yes. Also, is this a remix? Sounds more like a cover to me. I don't think. Yeah, I would agree because they've essentially redone all the parts, even yeah. if they are the same parts. So, anyway. Yeah, it's um. I this one also has like the opening synth kind of has this other. I want to call it brightness, but I don't know. It might be more like a. It is brightness, but it's like a a resonance to it. Yeah, it's got a little more edge in that brightness. Yeah, like they've cranked up the resonance, which, if you're not familiar, means if an increased resonance on the filter will amplify the higher frequency component of the... The higher freak component? The higher freak component, just like the guy on the oh, front yeah, yeah. of the album. Um, okay. <laughs> so, and it kind of has that sound to it, too, like... It's high frequency and also, like, moves with the filter. So the filter usually moves when you trigger a note. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can kind of hear that that high frequency component changing frequencies. Okay. Now, Alex, I've just gone on to their, uh, their EP release here. And they have an instrumental version of this as well. They have a ton of different versions. I was going to ask, actually, how you decided which one you would pick. That was the first one that came up. Cool. <laughs> they also have Easy Lover. Yeah, the metal mix. Which, is that Easy Lover or a different song? Like, is, Phil, is that the same song Phil Collins sings? Or is that a different song called Easy Lover? This seems to be Eddie Money. She's like no other. Oh, yeah. Headbanging into Eddie Money. So maybe, does Eddie Money have another song called Easy Lover that I don't know Probably. About? Like, a lot of his hits were, they sounded like generic 80s love songs, so. Yeah. No shade on Eddie Money. I mean, you gotta get that Eddie Money somehow. Hit that Eddie Skrilla. So my brain pretty much shut off as soon as I found out that these guys were like, LOL, we do one genre of music as another genre, guys. That's their thing? Yeah. It's like, I thought it was actually decent. Yeah, honestly, it's not a bad version. Maybe just because I came off the Glee version? Yeah, that's... uh... But uh, it's it's all right. I, I thought it was decent, especially also because I just listened to the Bullet Boys, and I was like, this isn't really metal. <laughs> yeah, like, if you told me this was the Bullet Boys, I'd been like, yeah, this is a heavy metal group. Like, yeah, that sounds like Bullet Boys. Oh, he says, let's let's find the key and turn your engine on. Someone's engine's got to be turned on. That's right. It's because these guys are givers when it comes to loving. Unlike my engine, which was which never involved in a again. collision today. <laughs> And uh, we'll see what happens. Nah. Apparently, I most of the damage was cosmetic. Day. That's good. So we'll see. Whether I have to get a lot of repairs done or get a new car. Yeah. I mean, new for cosmetic. me. New for me. Just let your car be ugly, dude. That's how I ride. <laughs> it's going to need some repairs. 
<laughs> All the stuff still has to fit inside. That's fair. Um, so anyway, Alex, back on top. Guide me through Death Blossoms here, because uh, okay, uh, it's fairly straight cover, but it sounds more metal than the previous versions. I think mostly because they do the like kind of like chugging strumming, the kind of you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the um, that kind of sound. They do a real guitar solo, a real like metal guitar solo for the solo section. Mm-hmm. Obviously, no saxophone. Um, and they also throw a piano in for the uh, only for the um, the it's a hunger like second bridge. Okay. Which I don't know. Oh yeah, I, I yeah. hear that. That's around uh, two thirteen. And he says, "I feel a hunger. It's a hunger. It's a hunger." And this is probably the one that sounds the most like he says, "It's a hung girl." Mm-hmm. Um, more than the other ones, I would say. And uh, you know, if we changed "hunger" to "horny," the line could then be, "I feel horny." I'm a horny. <laughs> Mamma mia. <laughs> Mamma mia. I'm a horny. Yep, no, that that's definitely makes yep, that's a good that's a good change. Uh, that's my note. Should always make it. Um Yeah, uh, it was definitely the most metal. Yeah, and it ends on a softly whispered be my little baby from the uh, female vocalist. Baby. I think that's actually a pretty good end. Actually, it's not even whispered to tell baby. Oh, really? It's like, be my little baby. It's a very jarring transition. Well, you win this round, Alex. Let's go into our <laughs> final reviews. Let's do There'll it. There'll be three categories today. The first category is worst oh, version. The second category is best version. And the, Are you fucking chomping on something? No, that was Velcro. Uh, okay. But <laughs> you were like, eating a rice cracker. <laughs> and the third version of this is, who are you going to take home tonight? Based right. on their singing performance and or Based instrumental performance. performance. All right. Alex, what's the worst version of this song? And what is the worst why? version of this song? I feel like it's just so easy to give it to Glee. It is very easy to give it to Glee. And I hate to disparage something, but I just don't really like that version. It's just boring. It is so boring. I'm sure Glee has a good version of something, but it's not this. So, yeah. I mean, it seems so easy. But, like, Bullet Boys... Actually, no. Fuck that. I can give it to Bullet Boys because I didn't like that version. Like, Glee's too obvious. I knew I wasn't going to like Glee. Bullet Boys was just disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, and just, you know what? As much as I hate acapella, that's not surprising to me. It's yeah, like, it's what I expected it to be. Like, I'm yeah. not mad about it. I'm so not yeah, a Mad I'm not Hatter I'm mad at the Mad Hatters or the Madison Project. Or Even James I, Madison for that madder. I really hate how they said just like the project says. <laughs> That, well, you gotta put your signature mm, on the end before you. It's it, it's a toss up between finger. that being more annoying than the Bullet Boys with their keeps a man awake at night. Man awake at night. Turn the engine on with my appetite. So I think they say with and not wet. Wet. Well, I like that line better. Yeah. Fucking, I'm giving it to the mat. No, I'm, I'm giving it to Bullet Boys. Fuck Bullet Boys. <laughs> ah, I'm giving it to Glee. Fuck, yeah, fuck Glee. Uh, I'm giving it to all three many, of them. Too many fuck bad them all. Ones. All right, Madison Project, Mad Hatters, and Mad Glee. 
Yeah, no, Mad Hatters is fine. They they can they can they okay. Be, they're Fair okay enough. this time. Mad Hat cool. Mad Madison Project, Klee, and Bullet Boys. Equal. My, my Triforce of shitty covers of Take Me Home Tonight. All right. Sounds good. Alex, to me. what's the best version of Take Me Home what Tonight? What is the best version of Take Me Home Tonight? Standouts were probably, for me, Reinforced and maybe even FNA. Uh-huh. Maybe. Yeah. But I'd say Reinforced is probably the strongest. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say I'd give it to Reinforced. Unless it's yeah. Rainforced. Rainforced. I don't like think Rainforced. I don't. I <laughs> no. It's just, uh, I don't know. Not, not gonna entertain the thought. I also agree, though. Reinforced. They had a. They uh, successfully kind of pulled it into their their hardcore genre, and they had interesting instrumentation. They did some cool things with the vocals that are like, oh hey, maybe this is poetry. Who knows? You're like, ooh, themes. Ooh. Themes, yeah. There that's themes cool. in this, and I love what, music what, that makes me what, ask that question. What is this? Question. Some kind of grade school book report? Come on! Exactly. Come on. So yeah, I give it to Reinforced, featuring the the Dark Clan, which is a terrible name, and uh, unless I'm giving likeness. it, unless this is the Dark Clan. Anyway, that's not important anymore. Well, not we important. talked about that. Yeah. Um, Alex, who are you gonna take home tonight? You, man. Oh, nice. Oh, well, uh, let's see. If somebody were to, to sing at you with this to to entice you into a night of sexual, I was gonna say sexual glee, but that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, glee is always a little bit sexual. A, a night of sexual endeavors. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm I'm making eye contact with the guy on the front of the Death Blossoms album, yeah. and I'm having trouble looking away. And he is a giver. He wants to turn your engine on, I'll remind yeah, you. Yeah, which I appreciate, um, given my engine problems. Mm-hmm. So I think that's got to be it. You got to be it? You're going with Death Blossoms. Okay. Uh, the obvious, I, I tip my hand a Specifically the guy on the front. <laughs> Specifically that man. Okay. I can't look away, man. I'm making consistent eye contact. He makes me I uncomfortable. Think... Is he missing a tooth? Uh, no, I think he just has a gap. Just gap teeth. Yeah, that's good for things probably. <laughs> um, yeah, so I tip my hand. Naturally, I'm gonna do the Glee version because I want to fuck those dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and so does the Glee cast. All right. <laughs> All right. No, for honestly, for truly, uh, fucking top models could take me home tonight because they ought to be uh, be a little soft and they know how to party. They, you know what they have? Two things: mass appeal, danceability, baby. Yeah, hands up. Hands up. We just doing what the cops told us. <laughs> um, yes. So that I'm gonna go with top models as my my wild card pick. Top models it is. Alex, that was our main segment. If y'all have questions, comments, concerns, you want to talk to us, hashtag cover me pod. Only two hours. I was really so sure we would get the fucking hour thirty mark on this. Ooh. Um. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag cover me pod at Jake the Cressy at some Alex Wise guy. That's at J A K E T H E C R E S S Y or at S O M E A L E X W I S E G U Y. Or email us at Gmail. That's cover me pod at Gmail. That's C O V E R M E P O D at gmail.com. Now, for a bonus segment, a question. I've just come up with now. Alex, if you were to 
own the recording rights for any any musician's discography, who would it be and why? Oh shit! Like own the whole thing? Yeah, just own their music. Well, it would have to be someone with mass appeal and danceability. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you, you I go feel with like the top models. <laughs> you know, maybe I won't. Uh, it's any artist, right? Any artist is any artist. A- a living, dead, the future artist. I feel like if you're talking about a a group that you like forever are going to mm-hmm. be making money off of. I think the Beatles is probably a good one to go for. Oh yeah, that's a definitely that's a solid pick. Said, that said, I that's think there's it. probably some country artists that would have an a similar mm-hmm. level of success, but I'm not sure who like Garth like Brooks Johnny or something. Cash, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know that well enough. So I feel like it, that other than you'd have to deal with a lot of like licensing stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I feel like that's the big one. That's the one that sticks out to me because, like, that's got to be like high on the list of thing like songs that are used. Yeah, for Just sure. Generally, so it'd be a good one to own. That would be a good one to own. I think I would. I I thought about so obviously the Beatles is the right answer. There's no question. Because I am that. correct. That's it's it's gonna make you the most money. But like, what else am I gonna do with it? I I feel like if I if I take Kanye West's royalty rights, like his music rights, I'll have a real okay. boom bust economy of like when his music is trending. Okay, and that's and I feel like that would be preferable. exciting. I don't know why. You're like ownership of his music stocks are just gonna go up and down all the time. Yeah, You're like ah, Kanye's in the news. Yeah, I'm like people, people are listening are to Kanye now. Better Those be for more than twenty streaming. seconds. <laughs> That's my answer to that one. If you guys want to own some recording rights, I don't even know if that's the right term, but I don't give a shit. Hit us up. Talk to us about us. Tell us who you would buy and why or own. You don't have to buy them this equation because nobody can afford that. Music? What? That's expensive. Sounds? No way. Art isn't worth money? No, good God. Priceless. (laughs) I buy all my art with gems. With gems? Gems, yes. Gyms. Yes. yes. Now, you can hit us up with the hashtag art for gems and tell us which recording music you would buy. For gems. For gems. Um, <laughs> and that's been our segment, which I'm calling today. Oh, man, I got to work on these segments more. <laughs> that's been the show, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, you know, rate us, review us, follow us, subscribe. Tell us why you're listening to Only the Numb episode. Uh, and as we always say on Cover Me, podcast me home tonight. <laughs>